Welcome to Japan according to Akio. Everything you wanted to know, or didn't think you needed to know, about Japan. With me, your host Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey, 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 what is up? This was a great episode, episode 119. I'm really happy about how it turned out. Lots of information, really information heavy episode, you know, lots of stuff from my guts. You know, I share、um, some, some, some messages and not, don't share messages, but I talk about some messages I received from a few listeners, you know, give a couple shout outs, give a lots of information, some articles. We got a bunch of really stuff. Um, I think really good stuff to get into. I'm looking forward to going back and listening to this again, see what the fuck I said, see if it makes any fucking sense. Hopefully it does, but definitely stick around, definitely listen to it, and enjoy. Yo, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> What's up, everyone?、Uh, hopefully you're watching me this time、uh, compared to what happened the last, on the last episode. So, I've been checking my phone slash camera、uh, time and time again before setting up, while setting up. And I'm probably going to take several breaks during the podcast this time just to make sure everything、uh, is hunky dory.、Um, but we are here for episode. In the meantime,、uh, while I try, let me just drink so I don't get all paranoid good, well, good about this thing. But before I do, again, if you are watching this on YouTube and you don't know what the fuck happened to the previous episode, My, um, well, first, I'd recommend you go back and listen to episode 118. At the beginning, I explained that you know, there was a technical issue and we didn't have any video for the last episode. And hopefully, this one is okay. But hey, cheers to you guys. Got a Heineken.、Mm. Again, working my way through the case that I bought. We got a great episode in store for you. I got a few shout outs.、Um, You know, listeners, dare I say it, community. <laughs> Can I say I got a community?、Uh, well, I don't know. Okay, well, I will, I'll fucking say it. You know, the Japan according to Akil community is rising up. By that, I mean two people. <laughs> But no, seriously,、um, I got an email from another listener、uh, that really, really made my day. Angela, again, thank you. A personal shout out. Thank you. You know, I re- replied to you via email. Again, questions for keel at gmail.com. I got to say it now so that hopefully more people will fucking message me. But really, really, really appreciate you taking the time out to、um, email me and, you know, let me know about, you know, Japan a bit. Looking forward to hearing from you more. Looking forward to hearing the story. Hopefully, she'll have a bit of information for us that we can incorporate into、um, one of the future episodes. Again, we're not, no pressure whenever you got time.、Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it personally. I want to hear it. It sounds really juicy, really interesting, really Japan esque. <laughs>、um, but yeah, so that, that'll be good.、Uh, of course, Rod. You know,、uh, sending me several messages.、Uh, just, just to let everyone know,、um, I'd been not feeling like myself the past couple of days, just physically, emotionally, you know, the whole nine, just kind of dragging through the days a bit.、Um, not like depressed or anything, but just, you know,、um, I've said it before, like, you know, pretty much a, a bit of my, one of my main. Goals during this time is to keep my family moving at a fair、um, a steady pace and making sure everyone is up and active and and in good spirits and things like that. So, I'm putting a lot more energy into that in my daily basis on a daily basis. So, that you know, every now and then you go in waves, we all go in waves. So, I was kind of hitting a little bit of a sluggish point. So, you know. My other work, I haven't been doing any editing with that. I haven't uploaded a video for Japanese people in like two weeks, and、um, even though I'm halfway through it, but just time wise, energy wise, you know, schedule wise, it just wasn't clicking. Same thing with recording here, replying to emails and things like that. I'm not like depressed or anything like that, but just, you know, physically and emotionally, just needed a little time out to, to regroup and, and gather.、Uh, last night, I wanted to do something, but like, I I kind of got like a headache.、Um, and so 
I just was like, fuck it. Just took the night off, watched some TV um, for a little bit, ate some food, you know, no alcohol, no nothing. And, you know, today I feel fucking great. So that's I'm like, fuck, we got to record. We got to do this. And Angela, you know, the bland blessed me, sprinkled a little happiness sprinkles on me. Um, and I was like, boom, cool. So definitely in a good mood to record tonight. We got a really good one for you guys. I got tons of fucking notes. I got notes for days. I got notes for days. I got two pages of notes. Rod gave me some, you know, just catching up. Um rereading some of his emails from a few days ago gave me some some good uh topics for this time plus some things going on here and around tokyo to um, catch you guys up on so we got a lot of good stuff i got several beers in the fridge just in case i need them <laughs> mm. all right fuck that let me check this fucking recording one more time okay good all right we're still recording all right i'm, I'm gonna just roll the dice and say fuck it and just you know um hopefully this shit stays on the whole time. All right. Um, mm. Man, so let's just get into it. <laughs> let's get into it. All right. So first off, um, the, I want to start with the news of the day here in Japan, which didn't really make major waves, but I'll tell you, I won't tell you exactly how I know, but I know someone very, very close to this issue, which is the casino issue here in Japan. Um, and... One of the major casinos uh, has officially backed out of, uh, you know, their bid to to build a casino here in Japan for a lot of different reasons. Um, but pretty much the article, there's an article attached to, um, you know, in the description, wherever format you're watching this on. Uh, pretty much, you know, there's just it just seems like they're saying that it's not worth it. You know, um, the Japanese government, the incentives or the rules and regulations set forth by the Japanese government aren't really conducive to, you know, uh, uh, a profitable business venture for these people. Um, and I would imagine also a little bit of Corona sprinkled on there doesn't help either. You know, if you think about, um, you know, possibly even if the thing does go forward, possibly not being able to start uh production you know construction for about a year and then you know the delays and what questions as far as tourism goes and the olympics and things like that um you know this it just it just doesn't seem like it's really viable so one person dropped out and so now um uh the person i know close to the issue is basically telling me that the whole casino in japan situation is pretty much very much in flux right now uh we're not you know is is going to remain to be seen whether the remaining companies bidding for uh different different sites or different cities uh actually go through with uh their plans or you know stick to it or everyone just says man fuck it this shit ain't even worth it especially because i was i would even think like you know the casino business like all across and pretty much every country you go to is going to be kind of hurting for a while so you know it might be more of like well fuck it if it's not really looking like it's going to be like a home run and we kind of a little bit cash strapped now let's just like call it quits cut our losses right now and you know focus on like home base and shit like that so so mm, that's kind of the news that broke today uh, again check it out in the article uh, it's it's i'm waiting for that impact or to really spread and hit um and see what comes of it but it kind of feels and sounds like it's going might go in that direction where it might not happen i was looking personally i don't really gamble um <laughs> i officially like gambled in the casino one time for like five minutes because <laughs> i don't know if you guys know this about me but i get really competitive actually i'm a real laid-back kind of guy but i'm like a zero or 100 type of person in a lot of things i do i've kind of settled and realized i like that is the healthiest way for me to live my life. Let me say that because um, either I have to care, I have to completely cut off like my emotion of caring about something. Otherwise I get really, really wrapped up, especially competitive things. Um, not with other people. Well, yeah, sometimes with other people like when, yeah, I do. If I'm motivated to win, like I want to fucking win, like, you know, um, and I get really, really, really fired up about shit like that. So, 
Um, so I got purposely sometimes like I have to just say fuck it. I don't give a fuck, you know, because otherwise I know like I'm going to go overboard. Um, and gambling is one of those things. I fucking hate losing money. Like I hate it. And, um, and like, I mean, if I'm spending money, you know, if I say, okay, this money, I'm going to spend it for a purpose. I'm fine with it. But just the whole thing about gambling is there's a possibility to win. And so I want to fucking win, you know? <laughs> and so, um, the only time I went to a casino, I did play slots. And, um, when I was in college with some friends, they were, they went to the slots and I gambled for five minutes. Like literally, I, of course I was a broke ass college student, of course, but you know, I, I, of my friends, I was the brokest one, but you know, I literally played the slots. I remember I played, I think I played like three or four times. I lost, got a little angry, lost one lost and i think one again the last one like i won a little bit more and i broke even like like you know like a dollar you know i lost a dollar and then i broke even at a dollar and i was just getting so pissed off the times i was losing and i was just like okay i gotta stop right now you broke even you're fine and then like my other friends were gambling running around and i was just like had to just walk around for like an hour (laughs) waiting for them to finish (laughs) i was just so bored just like fuck um you know, just because, yeah, like I would I would have to just take a now as an adult, like if I went to a casino, I literally have to just like say, OK, this money, I don't give a fuck what happens to it. I'm going to just blow it all. You know, I'm losing it all. I'm burning it. I'm throwing it away, whatever the fuck I want. I'm having fun with it. And then I might be able to enjoy myself. But definitely if I got to the point where I was winning, I'd have to just stop. You know, um, but just like casually playing or gambling, I really can't do that. Betting someone, I can't really do that. Um, yeah, it's just not, it doesn't, it's not a good thing at all. (laughs) Um, hmm. which might be one of the reasons why, like, you know, again, after the initial, if you heard me talk about Pachinko here in Japan, um, after that initial honeymoon phase of me in Japan wore off, I just never had the desire to play it just because if I did know the rules and know what the fuck I was doing, I'd just be pissed off. Um, Okay, so yeah, anyway, check that article out if you want. It's going to be in the description. Next up. Uh, okay, I talked about Angela. Ah, uh, uh, Okay, we've got some deeper topics. Okay. Ah, fuck. Let me, so, at first, I had an article pulled up. Let me, let me pull it up here. At first, I had an article pulled up, but um, I decided to change things a bit uh, because... Yeah, I realized like it was an article that I talked about before on a previous episode. And, you know, Angela, your email, like and everything got me really in. And I think two episodes ago, I was really it was like guys talk. I was really focused on that. So I was like, I want to do something for the ladies, for the ladies. Um, <laughs> so uh, what I did was uh, pulled up, tried to try to pull up. Again, there's not as much you can probably imagine there's not as much information um about women wanting to date japanese advice for women dating japanese men as there is for men dating women and i'm not gonna be I'm, i ain't gonna be searching around for all this shit <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm not gonna be searching searching for dating tips for japanese guys for you guys okay i'm just not gonna be doing that that much um uh, I said I found like a, a YouTube video that looked interesting, but it was like 15 minutes long. And I was like, I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> Sorry, but but um, I did find one article that's not too long, and it does have a few tips that I think I can expand upon. It's only it's only four fucking tips, but <laughs> I was like, really, just four? That's all you got for? That's all these ladies got is four? Well, I mean, men are actually kind of simple, so you know, I don't blame them. Mm. I'm always telling my wife, like, I'm fucking simple, man. <laughs> it's not that complicated. <laughs> and she's like, yes, it is. I'm like, fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, so dating tips, uh, dating uh, Japanese man tips and common rules. Again, I'm just going to, uh, I didn't, I'm not going to lie. I didn't read this fucking article. I just looked at the main points and I'll just try to expand on it. And you, if you, you know, if you want, you can go ahead and, and dig a little deeper on it. And of course, contact me if you have any questions. Um, so number one, pay close attention to what he says. 
Now, I think this is pretty much uh, important. You know, what he, just, just just scanning through it, you know, what foods he likes, what kind of place he often hangs out with, et cetera, et cetera, so that um, you can offer something in his taste or something like that. And it's, I would say that's really important. It's really important here in Japan that you show that, you know, it, it's like cheesy shit. Like, it might sound cheesy, but show making a concerted effort to show the person that you remember and you're paying attention to um things that they've talked about or that they like or are interested in is a really important thing it can be something that's really really small and simple to you but in japan it's like a huge big deal like you know especially if you're just starting to date someone like you know if a person mentions like a hamburger you know place that they like and uh you ask to meet them you know, in some random area, and then they're like, why? And then you say, because I remember you like this hamburger place, and there's this fucking hamburger place in this area. They'll fall in love with you. Like, shit like that is what, especially, I would say, especially Japanese guys really like, because um, in general, uh, I hate to, I hate to sound mean saying this, but... um. not an oedipus complex but, but but okay there's a lot of mama's boys here in japan right and and being catered to by a woman is a really important taking care of by a woman is kind of a really important thing here in japan in japan a lot more than in the west you know um it is kind of, it is kind of old school now i was gonna say ass backwards but it is kind of old school and you know um, if you've heard me talk about it, uh, the relationship between men and women, parents and kids in the past, you know, you know, in, on the surface, it might seem like men dominate everything. And but and on, and actually, in, in some ways, they do. But women do get their come up and give them their come up in, in, in other ways. But in the courtship process of things, um, you know, I would say if you find a guy that you like you know and and you've kind of gotten past the initial phase of talking and maybe you might date or something like that unless they're really experienced dating foreign women you're going to have to you know fall back on yourself a little bit you know and and really put your and, and really put your okay okay when i was single one thing i i did when when dating what i think is universal with japanese people is uh, I made the person comfortable with the fact that I was a foreign person. By what that means, what that meant, what that means is, I tried my best to so like, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, it's okay because blah 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 blah. Not with my words, with my actions. You know, sometimes with my words too. Like being the guy, we we're on the hunt. You know, but um, but like you know, like oh. You know, a person's like, oh, I can't speak English, you know, and like, oh, no, it's it's okay. I'm an English teacher. Ha ha. <laughs> you know, it's like, do you like carrots? <laughs> no, I don't like carrots. Oh, I don't like carrots either. They're orange. They're bad. <laughs> Stupid shit like that. You know, uh, <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> but, but what I'm, but what I'm saying is like, um, you know, in, as far as it, being a woman goes, like bridging the gap, you know, a lot more, you're going to have to do that a lot more. I'd say dealing with Japanese guys, like in, in the West, you know, guys tend to bridge the gap with women a lot more. Right. I mean, in the past, like nowadays, I don't fucking know about dating, you know, especially if you're younger, I don't know what the fuck y'all be doing. But in the past, like, um, is a guys you know guys were more of the hunters you know women more of the facilitators in general right and um in japan if you're not really a and i think like from looking back on things like my female co-workers and, and and people i knew who weren't a who weren't flexible with that you know they kind of had that more of a hardline stance well i'm not fucking doing that shit i'm a woman he should do da, 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 da with me those are the ones who became the most frustrated with their love life in japan people who were a bit more flexible who were just like look fuck it i like this guy you know and I, i'm trying to get laid 
those are the people that tended to have a bit more success, right? Um, and again, this is all pretty much before apps and, and stuff, shit like that, which is total game changer, which I'm not even sticking my toe in at all. But I would say if you are meeting people and you do find someone that you like, you know, on that second, maybe third date, if you get to that point, you're going to have to kind of listen and, and kind of you're going to have to appeal and show the person that, hey, you know, I'm into you. I'm listening to what you're saying because you you kind of have to make that person feel comfortable. You have to make that person feel comfortable enough around you to take the lead in a lot of situations. And that's something that I would say in general, Japanese men don't do either they overcompensate um in a weird ass way in the beginning or they just take a complete back seat and won't do anything unless they're 100 percent confident right it's a lot of like all or nothing kind of here that you're going to have to adjust to that that delicate dance of meeting someone and, and and you know feeling each other out um doesn't of course doesn't really happen as naturally as it would in your home country right so just take that into consideration all right number two read between the lines um yeah um this is gonna be something you know like rarely seen arguing or, or yelling at each other like you're really gonna have to fucking read between the lines like and yeah public displays of affection like if, if you want to hold hands with someone and they get uncomfortable or you want to kiss or something like that and they might not want to it's not because they don't want to they're just really embarrassed about doing it and again you might have a dude who might just try and climb all over you in public in a weird way you know because he thinks like yeah uh, you know I don't fucking know. He's a fucking weirdo. But but if there's like a really nice guy who who really likes you, he probably won't do that. You know, um, if there is a guy who does do that, you'll know. If he acts like a fucking douchebag, then um, I just say don't fucking waste your time with him. Pretty much, pretty much um, is the way to go. I mean, unless you're just on a drunken night and, you, you know, we all have those nights where, hey, you in the club and you're just like, you know what? I'm just trying to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> in the in those situations then go for it but if you're on like a regular date um you're going to have to read between the lines as far as what um the person is actually feeling and doing and, and understand that and, and a lot of times you you might not be able to read between the lines in, in especially in the beginning and understand exactly what the person's thinking but you just gotta go with it anyway you know um, don't worry, it, it rela that relates to something else I, I talked to. Um, number three, which is really important, especially for a woman, is to be subtle. Like, you know, um, be. I would say my advice to a woman dating a Japanese guy would be to be overly obvious. Be overly obvious, right? Um, be overly obvious and overly coy would be like, I would say something that, um, you know, like any, you would be surprised at like shit that you would think is just natural flirting comes across, comes across as really aggressive and assertive to a Japanese dude, the average Japanese dude, looking at him in the eye, staring at him and smiling, you know, are things that they're just not accustomed to really. Um, and there might be signs that you might, you know, should like, yo, I'm giving them all the signs of the fuck, but he just doesn't have the confidence to really act on that. Um, again, unless he's lived abroad, unless he's used to dealing with foreign women, you just might not, you know, might not be comfortable, um, with that. So, you know, um, you're going to have to wait, honestly, you're just going to have to wait him out. Um, and, uh, I would say like open-ended without getting too dirty you know like open-ended questions like like okay okay i think i'm trying to figure out how the fuck i say this all right um dance around the topic right is is, is what i would say so like okay we're all we're all adults here we better be all be adults like there better not be like a 14 year old listening to this shit okay <laughs> <laughs> but we're all adults let's say for example you want to invite a dude back to your place right let's just say this um 
my advice would be, you know, you've been dating them for, you went on like several dates, hopefully it's not like a one night stand or something. Um, whatever your number is, you know, if it's two, three, four, ten, whatever, um, you know, you're not going to, I would say if you're the average, my image of the average Japanese dude, if you asking him, Hey, do you want to come over? Like, or, or waiting for him to ask if he can come over, you're going to be waiting for a long time. Right. But for example, um, doing something like, you know, inviting him to a restaurant near your place. And this is like the standard Japanese thing to do, right? Inviting him to a restaurant or izakai or something near your place or near his place or something like that you know again dance around the topic not say hey i want to go to your place but you know hey you know where area do you live da, 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 da. oh i always wanted to go to that area we should hang out near there and if you make the time of that meeting very late right like is 10 o'clock at night okay for you why is like i say nine like 10 o'clock i say is a really good time just to, to, to make that if that special night that special night where, where the magic is right <laughs> mm. Mm. that i think i say 10 o'clock is a is a good time if you if you want to give them the draws <laughs> give them the <laughs> because what 10 o'clock is is very very close to your last train that's what it is right and as a dude would, would understand if you say like near my place near his place understands japanese people understand what that scenario means right what that means is you know a date's not gonna last an hour you know it's gonna be like 11 32 it's gonna be like about two hours at least right general average date Two hours, if you start at 10, two hours is going to be midnight. You know, an hour and a half is going to be 11 something. So just when you start having fun, relaxing, hey, is depending on the place that you go to, it might be last call, last, last order. Oh, I don't, you know, or oh, my last train is coming soon. You know, uh oh, my last train is coming in a few minutes. And then just shut the fuck up. And then, like, you know, maybe they might, oh, I'd like some coffee or something like that is generally how things go. And then the guy will, will feel like, okay, have enough confidence to be sure that you want to come over or be sure that they can stay over, you know, or something like that, you know, or, you know, like if, if you invite the guy near your area, for example, and he comes over and like, um, basically just don't say any you know just don't say anything until right when or just after his last train comes it's like oh it's like a netflix and chill thing like oh shit oh your train's gone oh no fuck well um hey maybe we can go to karaoke you know go to karaoke or do something else or you know something like that you know and and, and, and then naturally things might progress from there but um, definitely be subtle and dance around the topic, you know, as much as possible, um, get near to it, but don't, but don't, you know, <laughs> don't stare at it. If that means anything to you, um, cause Japanese people just don't directly address those type of things. Uh, okay. And number four, oh, oh, this is, this is such a sweet thing. Be you, be yourself. But no, I think that is important too. Um, hmm. And you're dealing with Japanese men, um, you know, especially in, in a dating type situation, there are going to be cultural differences. And, um, yeah, like trying to be like a Japanese girl is not going to work. Right. Um, even if the guy kind of on the surface wants you to be like a Japanese girl, it's not going to work. Right. At some point he's going to have to accept the fact that you're not Japanese and on a deeper level, right? Even if he knows on the surface, but he's going to have to accept that. And, you know, you're going to have to accept that his cultural norms are very different from yours. You're just going to have to accept that. Um, but making it kind of clear 
uh, again, in, in a very calm and, and subtle way, uh, what you expect from the relationship, what you need from a relationship is very important, right? And again, you might get a guy who's like, yeah, 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 okay, okay, yeah, 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 because he wants to draw us or because he's happy that, you know, he's with you in the beginning might is a possibility as well. But, excuse me, um, I have seen, you know, international couples, it worked out where, you know, um, a foreign woman and a Japanese guy and in all of those situations, she, I, from what I can tell, she's kind of asserted, not asserted, not asserted like an I'm a fucking woman, damn, respect me, bitch. Not like that, but like, you know, made it clear about the things that she wants, needs, expects from him. And he was able to understand that. And I, I would say that's something that um, I would recommend you do as well in you, if in your possible dealings and dealings with Japanese guys. Again, there's no set template for it. You just got to roll, roll with it. But I do think taking those tips will definitely help you out there. Okay. All right. So hopefully that was something for you ladies. So don't get all pissed off at me for, you know, just talking guy shit. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to help y'all get some, get some love into. <laughs> okay. Um, where's my fucking list? All right. Um, hold on. Let me check this thing. Okay. Good. Still recording. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So that's that. Uh, okay. So Rod, Rod gave me, uh, you know, I think we got a, a pretty good podcast tonight. Mm. Rod sent me a few things. Um, um, the next one I want to get into, he asked me in an email, um, about any concerns that I might have, uh, with my son, uh, growing up as a mixed child in Japan in the future, just, you know, we were going back and forth about a few things and he, and he sent me, or he sent me an email and, um, that was one of the things that, that, um, popped up and I think it's a great question. And I, you know, I think about it quite a bit, not only being mixed, but also especially being black, right. It is one thing because, um, you know, black culture in and of itself, uh, has a lot of nuances and in, in histories and in, in, in things, you know, even in current times, um, issues that we have to deal with. And I'm really, it is something I think about quite a bit, especially with my son, because he's growing up in Japan and he's growing up in Japan. He's not really aware of his race yet. You know, like he's very, it's amazing me watching him. Like the other day I was just like, you're just like a little fucking kid. You're not like a little black boy. You're not anything. You're just a fucking kid. You're just doing your thing. It's amazing. You know, um, one of my biggest concerns with my son for the future is not so much about Japan is preparing him for dealing with life when he goes to America you know, when he's old enough to move around by himself, when he's like a teenager or a young adult, um, he's not going to be seen as Japanese, you know, he's going to be seen as black and I'm, you know, psychologically preparing him for whatever he has to deal with from the social issues America has, you know, from the other black community and things like that is one of my main concerns just because there are dangers and issues that, you know, could be life threatening, you know, freedom threatening in America that he doesn't, he's not going to be used to dealing with in Japan, and especially as a male. Um, and so I'm going to like definitely in his teens, you know, I'm going to have to work with him a lot on that. Um, but, but right now as a kid, I don't really, I'm not trying to spoon feed him. I'm not trying to spoon feed him any of that because yeah, it's important. Yeah, it's, you know, relevant, but it can also weigh you down. And I want him to have a base of pride and confidence in who he is first and then expose him to some of the greater issues, but not let those issues burden him. You know what I'm saying? Like not let him feel weighed down by them. Internally in Japan, um, I think like, uh, let me take drinks more beer for this. Um, mm. Hmm. I think like we got to think about it like this, like, you know, my son is three years old now, so he's, he's going to be 
of working age in about 20 years. 20, 20, 40, you know, he's going to be, you know, entering the workforce. I Let's say, for example, right. I, the world is going to be completely different at, during that time. Um, you know, like fucking I was listening to Elon Musk's talk about the Neuralink chip going in your brain and connecting you directly to the Internet and all this shit and universal language popping up and all this crazy shit that he's probably he's going to be exposed to, you know, and he's going that's going to be his reality. Just like me as a fucking college student, I couldn't imagine like a fucking smartphone that I'm recording this shit on and accessing the Internet and doing all this shit, you know. I can't even fathom what he's going to be um, dealing with in the world in, in, in 20 years. So the demographics of Japan as well, you know, there's going to, especially in the Tokyo area, there's going to be a lot more, you know, there's going to be not only first generation mixed kids, there's going to be second generation and third generation mixed kids uh, in, in the, especially this area. So um, the main thing I want him to do is, uh, and I tell I talk now my main work is not so much with him it's with my wife and and her family is sorry excuse me I'm sorry about that is getting them to understand that don't and I'm going to tell my son makes this very clear to my son like don't treat him like a regular Japanese kid you know and I'm saying this in a good way like he's not a regular Japanese kid you know like you can line up like he's got his class, you know, his kindergarten class. He's not the same as all the kids in his class. Yes, he's Japanese, but you're doing him a disservice trying to treat him exactly the same as all of the other kids in his class. He's not, and he knows he's not. You know, some even if he's not aware of it 100%, growing up, he's going to understand that something is different from him and those other kids. And trying to convince him that there's not is, I think, what gives uh, makes kids a complex. You know, I'm going to be like, look, for me, you're black, okay? And then you're also Japanese. You have two distinct sides with you, and your response, your job is to understand where you lie in both of those. You know, some people on both sides might think that you're not enough of each one. Personally, I think, and, I, and you should think that you have an advantage of either side. You have, you're double. You can do things that either side can't do, you know? So you, and also understand that, you know, with that comes a responsibility. The way I think about it, I was thinking about this today is, um, he, especially growing up in Japan, he's going to shine wherever he goes, you know, and he can shine in a good way or he can shine in a bad way, but he's going to shine, you know, like when you walk into a classroom, he's going to be the first person everyone looks at. Whether they say, oh, he's cool, oh, he's so well-mannered or whatever, or they say, or, you know, something bad happens and they point to him first. He ha That's just something he's going to have to deal with, you know, and just and for him not to think of it as a burden and want to blend in. And that's what I noticed, too, what make, was a little bit disheartening for me. I see, like, mixed kids, some half-Japanese kids, and I could tell when they see me or something like that, they kind of, like, shy away or, like, oh, fuck, like, you know, something like that. And I understand that feeling, and sometimes it back in the day I kind of felt that way especially after I moved out of my hometown but what I learned and I want to instill in my son is like don't shy away from those feelings embrace that you know especially if you're around your friends and your friends see another black guy or something like that and they're like oh look at another black guy oh it's your brother or something like that like oh he's my brother hey what's up you know like be that person you know shine and then people won't mess with you about it, you know, and actually you can shine in both ways, you know, because if, especially if you, if he can be good with it, where he can be completely Japanese and flow with the other side of himself, he'll know what he is. Like, I just want him to know who he is and not let people put him off center. Right. If he can do that, if I could raise him to do that, he'll be fine. Right. And then when he becomes like a teenager or, or, older and starts to move around and things like that then you know i'll i'll kind of want need to introduce a bit more of like african-american history african history like caribbean history my parents are from the caribbean and things like that which you know is is a slippery slope it's a tricky kind of thing i'm gonna i don't really know how i'm gonna do it like i just gotta kind of feel it out but 
Um, that's kind of my game plan for now, but at least for these next few years, um, I just want him to be a kid. I just want him to be himself and just instill confidence in him, which he has, which I'm so happy for. And, um, as he interacts with people, you know, there's going to be bumps in the road and stuff, but I'm kind of want to instill with them. Don't run from it. Don't hide from it. You can't hide from it and you don't want to hide from it because you're special. And, you know, if you're if you're special, special people should not strive to be normal. Special special people should not strive to be mundane, you know, and because you you can't anyway. So you might as well just embrace it is kind of um, what I want to say to him and anyone else who's listening to this. And, you know, the fact that um, Japan at this present point in time doesn't embrace the special doesn't embrace the unique doesn't embrace continuity yet completely um is of course a disservice to the country but it's understandable and he also needs to understand that be able to understand that as well and be the bigger person in a lot of situations again it's like peter parker man fucking uncle ben you know with great power comes great responsibility and um I'm kind of want to, you know, it's a lot to put on a kid, but I think he can handle it. He's a really mature kid, so I think he can handle it. And, you know, kids are like that. Like, the whatever you give them, they can take, right? So I think, like, if I openly, honestly, directly let him know what's going on and open up a line of communication where he's like, yo, you can ask me and talk to me about anything, I think it'll be all right. I think it'll be all right. I got confidence in him. So, um, that's kind of how I'm handling that one. Um, but yeah, the, the bigger issue for me, the bigger unknown for me is when he's like a teenager, if he wants to go to college in America and stuff like that, that's the elephant in the room for me, you know, being like, okay, you can go to the club for the first time. Fuck. Like, you know, Oh, you want to drive? Oh shit. Like, okay. Um, are you want to hang out with your cousins now? Okay fuck like you know um so that that's that's something i'm gonna have to just prepare myself for and prepare my wife for you know um just because there's a lot that comes with it so but i don't know you know it is what it is so that's that all right okay we got one more topic i save save the best for last of course of course um so another thing uh our main man rod proposed which is again a great idea which it took us a few minutes to do it was um people coming to japan or moving to japan um to rules of thumbs you know which i I named rules to thrive in japan it's not really a great title but <laughs> whatever i only thought of it like a few minutes okay all right so i wrote down a list of a few things um some of it you might have heard me say before some of the things um i'm just piggybacking on some shit uh but you know, whatever fuck it let's just get into it. okay i drank i drank a lot less than i thought i would tonight but you know it's good like lots of talking lots of shit information i'm happy i'm happy with the way this episode is going so all right so I'm just blast through these and we'll get out of here. All right. So, um, so here first, first, and, and again, part of this is for you, Angela, too. Um, you know, if you're thinking about coming to Japan, study Japanese early and often is probably the one thing. If I could go back in time and change one thing, that would be it. I didn't start studying Japanese until my second year in this country. And, you know, even now, like I haven't been studying Japanese for like five years. My grammar is complete shit now. But, you know, um, listening, I'm fine and stuff like that. And I can do whatever I want to do. But but just, you know, if you're even thinking about coming to Japan, studying Japanese is key. And not only studying Japanese, my advice would be strive for the Japanese language test, the JLPT. If you don't know what that is, JLPT is what it's going to be. It's five levels to that test. I don't care if you're thinking about coming in three or four years, focus, put your energy on that test is what I would tell you. It's like TOEIC and the for J Japanese equivalent of TOEIC. The reason why, because all of your independent study before you come to Japan is going to allow amount to bullshit i'm sorry it is it's gonna be like you're gonna get here but like i've been studying japanese for three years and you get here and people are gonna shit on you in like two seconds you can be like oh fuck i don't know anything because like, you just don't 
like I, I've kind of realized that with the students I, st- I um teach as well. I tell them like, look, you can practice English with me here all you want to, but it's not gonna equate your to your your skills living abroad. Like you know, I can I can like it can, I can give you warm you up, get you as much as much as practice as you can get, but it's not a one-to-one experience as when you get the real thing because they're not teachers and they don't live in Japan and they're not going to accommodate you. So, you know, don't think, oh, because I can communicate with my English teacher that I could just go abroad and it's going to be all good. It's not, it's not, it's not, you know, same thing here in Japan because like, you know, you can fucking read hiragana and katakana. No, it's, it's not. So, but, 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 the learning, you know, it will shorten the learning curve for you so much. Like, for example, if you can, um, I would even say, like, realistically, and three is, is four level, it's five levels now of the test, and five, and four, and three, and two, and one, which is like, I've passed up and two um, of the test, and I just stopped. I wasn't going for N1. Maybe sometime in the future, and when I have time to like actually brush up on my Japanese skills again, I would like to, you know, take the test again and go after N1 just for a personal goal. It would be nice. Um, but yeah, um, you know, I would say before coming to Japan, striving for N4 realistically would be good if you could pass n3 before coming to japan you would come here and just be great you know already you would just hit the ground completely running but even n4 you know and then within your first year of japan striving for n3 i think would be a good goal personal goals to have for yourself just because like you your communication skills would be so much more and it would make every other aspect of your life a lot easier here in japan mating i was gonna say mating and dating jeez (laughs) dating and you know just meeting people and everything Mm. so that study early and often would be a, a rule of thumb definitely um next one ah this one I learned, I might have said this before. I learned this from one of my students, like a, he's a, was a really eccentric dude. <laughs> like I haven't talked to him in years. Um, he's a really eccentric guy. I hope he's doing well, but you know, um, uh, he, you know, there, I'll tell you, this, maybe I've told you this story before, I don't remember, but where where I used to live, the area I used to live, it was like right near a train station, and when I walked outside my building, and then like the next building over on like a corner was this fruit stand, and it was this old dude who was a fruit, in the fruit stand, so I have to pass this thing every fucking day, several times a day, and this dude would always just scowl at me, you know, I even bought fruit from this guy sometimes, and he would just look at me like all mean and angry, and I was just like, what the fuck, dude, you know? like he was just like an intimidating old dude and I talked to my student about this and he was like oh no he's fine here's what you do he told me here's what you do in the morning when you see him ohayo gozaimasu good morning afternoon konnichiwa good afternoon evening konbanwa good evening that's it do that every time you see him if it's the morning, say good morning. If it's the afternoon, say good afternoon. Evening, say good evening. And smile at them. That's it. Do that. You'll, you'll be completely cool with them. I did that shit in like a week. This dude completely, the old guy completely changed. He was just like, oh, on. we became like best buddies. Like we, we started talking about shit and I was buying pomegranates from this dude. And like, you know, fucking like... It was, you know, he's just basically explained to me that, you know, that's like manners in Japan is really important. And so people's image of you completely changes once if you just say good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I have some neighbors here and, you know, like going back to my previous point about my son, same thing now. Like, you know, I'm in the house a lot more. I'm walking my I got a dog walking my dog, you know, taking my son out and stuff like so I'm seeing neighbors a lot more. Everyone's everyone's home now. So. You know, I'm fuck with the black family. You know, <laughs> there's actually a few other black families, like not in this direct neighborhood, but in the general area. But still, like you know, generally speaking, like in my area, I'm the black guy. Everyone knows it. So, you know, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody, whether they like it or not. 
whether they, you know, sometimes I can feel people like, hey, you know, or not. But that's what I, you do. And that gives a good impression of people in Japan. A smile, a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, a bow. That's all you that's all you need. And if you do that every time, you'll you'll make your life in Japan so much easier. And you, especially if you combine that with some skills where people start small. To, oh, where are you from? Or something like that. Trust me, it's gold. Next, joining. Oh yeah, joining a group as an outsider. This is this is a little bit a deeper skill. Um, if you want, let's say you, I don't know. Let's go with um, kimonos, for example, or whatever the fuck. I don't know, whatever the fuck you're into, right? Um, joining a group like of Japanese people, whatever interest or hobby or whatever, is a delicate process and is something that you. I have to understand a few things. First thing, understand like you're always going to be seen as an outsider. Always. You're never going to, again, you're, you're, you're never going to get equal status in that group, which is fine. Right. If you can, again, if you can accept that, I think you'll be fine. Um, two, remember you're always going to shine. So, um, you can shine a positive way or a negative way. And three, I would say for me, I think of Japan and groups in Japan is like the fucking mafia. Right. Like it is. It's like the mafia. Like once you get in, you're never getting out. You can't get out. It's kind of like that. Right. If you think about it that way, you can't jump in and jump out is what I mean. Like you can't be like, hey, I like I want to come this time. Uh, I'm not in the mood this time. I'll be there this time. I uh, really uh, no, I kind of don't want to do that. No, no. If you're in it, you're in it, you know, and if you keep that type of uh, mentality, you'll be accepted into the group again, not as a complete member, but as kind of like an honorary member is, I think, the closest you can get is the honorary member. Right. Status um, to be completely accepted as a member is something that I've never seen someone do. Even if you get that honorary member status on the surface, you might be as equal as someone else. But in small ways, you still get a little bit special consideration, but you know, you everyone's comfortable with you in the group. You know, no one's kind of on, not on edge, but like, Oh, there's a person, you know, everyone's like, Hey, you're kind of, um, you know, associated with the group. And that comes with, you heard me say it with responsibility being a guest. The earthquake. Oh uh, yeah. Not so strong. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't so strong. Let me turn on the TVC. Sorry, sorry about this. Sorry, break the flow of everything, but it wasn't so strong. We've been having a few earthquakes recently. What the fuck is, what the fuck is this on TV? I remember, well, I'm just totally fucking up this podcast, but I'm going to just keep the TV on mute, but I definitely felt the earthquake. Um, I can hear everything rattling around, but, um, yeah, all right. I'll just end that, that point that right there. Right. I think you can get what I was saying. If, sorry if I didn't. I lost my track of thought anyway. But anyway, um ch- next point, choose your friends carefully. This is another important this is another important thing. Um mm. Yeah, again, you you've heard me allude to it before that just the people, remember your 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 friends and the people you associate with, they're going to be your cosigns. You've heard me talk about this before. They're going to be your Japanese cosigns. They're also going to be the people that introduce you to Japanese culture and put you on to shit. And if you got people who don't act a fucking fool, you got if you're associating with jackasses, birds of a feather fucking flock together. And if you're a jackass, they're going to put you they're going to take you to jackass places, introduce you to more jackass people and get you doing jackass shit, which means you won't hit. The different levels of Japanese society that you probably want to hit if you really want to have a memorable experience here in Japan. Like you won't directly miss anything. You'll have a great time. But, you know, um, when you associate with other people who've been in Japan for a long time and you start swapping stories and they start telling you about all this shit and you're like, you know, you might have some because I've had this like where I go and I talk to other foreign people in, in Japan and I'm like, yeah, I remember this time. Blah, 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 blah. And this person took me here and this happened. It was so amazing. People are like, really? What? Why? You know, or, you know, other Japanese people are like, wow, you did that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it was great because of this person I know and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I've seen I, I can't remember exactly who it is, but I feel like I've been in a situation where like 
after a while in the conversation, the foreign person was looking at the other Japanese people. Cause I remember, I, I forgot what made a party or something, but like I could tell like one foreign person, one of their best friends was a jackass <laughs> Japanese person. And we started talking and I could speak Japanese at that point, like not perfectly, but you know, good enough. And I think the foreign person couldn't speak Japanese and the Japanese person could speak English. And so like it got to a point in the conversation where, you know, like is not speaking Japanese is not only your words, but it's your demeanor, you know? And so there's a proper way of doing things. And, um, like it became apparent, like I understood the proper way of doing things and the demeanor of the Japanese person completely changed around me and the for you know we started talking about different things and then the foreign person was like really what you know and it was kind of became like this awkward conversation like the person kind of felt it felt like they, they felt a little bit betrayed by their friend like why aren't you doing this with me and, da, 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 da. and you know i don't again i don't remember the details of the conversation too much but i just remember that part of the conversation and the atmosphere of it you know and the foreign person felt it seemed like felt a little bit like betrayed like i thought we were cool and you why don't you do this with me and why don't you you know i could see the wheels kind of turning in their head like you know um because i might have like low-key scolded the person a little bit you know when they tried to play me basically play me like yo man yo man and i was just kind of like yeah like yo why are you coming at me like this? Basically, you know, like we both live in Japan. Why are you coming at me like this? And then the person kind of, I think that's what it was. And then the person kind of switched up and it's like, Oh, and became really like Japanese around me. And we kind of communicated on that level. And the other person was just kind of out in the cold lost, you know, and it was just like, yeah, dude, like this is how shit rolls in Japan. People look at you like you're a fucking Herbert. If you don't know how to, you know, like, fucking have some decent manners you know and but it but if you're not with people who are willing and want to show you those things you're not gonna get it you know and you're not gonna realize what you're missing until you encounter other foreign people who are doing that you know and are having those experiences i'm not saying like use japanese people again hold on, let me check this fucking thing okay okay good okay good Ouch, fuck, oh my gosh <laughs> i almost broke off my toe <laughs> okay i'm not saying like um i'm not saying um using japanese people for for stuff or whatever but you know japanese people are not gonna show put you in a position to embarrass them they're not gonna take you to a place if they know you might embarrass them they're not gonna show you something if they know you're not gonna appreciate it like that's kind of the way japan is so you know, um, learning those type of manners is, 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 is really, really, really important, especially if you're going to be in Japan more than a year, that's when you get to the good stuff, you know? Um, so, okay, that's that. Appearance is everything. Appearance is everything. Is it really important? Like in, in America, you know, you can have a flip-flop day, you can have like, so, you know, whatever. In Japan, no. Like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> I was wearing an old polo shirt in the house, like, the other day, like, and my wife was like, you got some stains on your shirt. And I was like, I'm wearing this in the house. <laughs> you know, it was like, I don't know. It was like, I just pulled it out of a drawer from like, you know, I haven't worn it in like maybe two years because I didn't wear it last summer. And, um, I guess it had like dust or something. I don't know what the fuck was on it. I couldn't even see what the fuck she was talking about. But, you know, she was like, yeah, you got stains on your shirt. I can see them. And I'm like, it's house clothes. Come on, you know, but but the, in Japan, like those kind of things are important, especially for women. Like I know one of my buddies, like him and his wife, who's Japanese, they went to America and then they came back and she lived in America, I think like five, six years or something like that. And she was having trouble in the beginning, readjusting to the eyes on her, you know, people like scrutinizing what she wears and stuff like that. Cause she's walking to a place with flip flops and some like, uh, tights or whatever the fuck you know yoga pants that's what it is you know shit like that excuse me 
um, I remember one of my friends, one of my best friends from college came here, um, you know, like several years ago with her, with her fiance at the time. And, you know, she was like, oh, my God, everyone here is so dressed up, so nice. What the fuck? You know, I feel so underdressed. And she felt like really like self-conscious for a while because everyone was so well put together. And that's true. Like, you know, it does like you just it, it's a thing. You just pick up on it. I mean, you don't have to go out and like buy a whole new wardrobe, but just don't dress like a fucking slob and, you know, shave, um, you know, do your hair when you go out, like, you know, wear shoes and, and <laughs> wear shoes. But I mean, it's true. It's, it's, it's fucking true. Like, you know, and just follow some of the natural guidelines, whatever you wear, put some thought into it a bit. It might, you know, you might not want to, but it does make an impression, especially for example, like, um, you know, uh, if you meet a coworker or you meet some, you know, a student or something like that, and you're looking like all crazy on your day off, like it makes an impression, you know, like I'm doing online lessons now. I got to fucking shit. I had to apologize when I was doing so. I was like, Oh, I didn't, I mean, I was shaved, but I didn't like line up my beard exactly. So it looked a little scruffy, you know, my goatee looked a little scruffy, which it kind of does now. Um, but I still got to line up my goatee. Um, before I do these lessons so that, you know, I got to choose my shirt, you know, so that I'm wearing, t even if I'm wearing a t-shirt, I'm still making sure that I'm looking, I'm not just like in my pajamas, you know, like, you know, looking all, shave my head, like things like that are really, really important here. Appearance is everything. And so, um, just put some thought into it, even on your day off, even when you're going out somewhere, it, it is important. It does make a difference. Um, for me, these are a little bit survivalist kind of things. Prepare for the worst in economic things, natural disasters. Uh, you know, your work situation, you're going to want to have a little bit of a nest egg. You're going to want to have some food. You're going to want to have some emergency supplies or emergency bags. You know, those kind of things, it just helps as peace of mind, especially because you're, you're going to, generally speaking, be far away from your family, be far away from other people that you know, and you're not going to have that comfort or safety net that you normally would. So it's good to be able to put your hands on something if you need to. I know when the big earthquake happened, like me having a stock of food can I was in like an urban survivalist kind of mode, you know, this situation have a little, you know, like the, this Corona situation, you know, have a little bit of money saved up where I can pull out where I'm not like, you know, living like, like fuck, you know, kind of situation. Um, because things, regardless of what industry you're in, things that, you know, can life can throw you a curveball like really, really quickly, really, really soon. And so, especially when you don't have like, you know, friends or family to lean on and rely on. And there's a language difference and culture difference and things like that is good to have some financial independence or some, um, you know, a food supply chain independence, if you will. So that's one thing I would say, you know, to work on, go with two more, go with the flow as much as possible. Um, yes, we, I talked about, you know, the ocean carrying you, you know, and as far as the situation, that's what, that's what I'm talking about. Just going with the flow, letting things develop at their own natural pace. It just happens, you know, um, things happen behind the scenes a lot. It might seem like nothing's happening. It is. And then one day it just boom, pop happens. Like I think, remember if I told you like the, the stimulus application situation in Japan, yeah, today my wife was talking to me about it. She's like, yeah, you know, we got to do this. And, this. and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, just go ahead and let me know and then we can do it. You know, and I just let them let my wife take care of it. You know, of course, I was itching to get it done earlier, but just letting it develop naturally is kind of how it how it how it works. Right. It just make your life a lot easier, if especially if you're dealing with other people. Um, just do it that way. When I'm by myself, when it's something that affects me directly, I move on my own and ask people to support me and back me up when I need it. But, you know, again, that also goes with the fact that I do have some language ability and I do kind of know what the fuck is going on. But, you know, if um, if I'm, if it's something that affects other people that I'm doing it with other people, I'm just I turn my, you know, my mode off and I just my motor off and I just let it. You just, some, some shit can be frustrating, but you just got to let it go and let it develop, you know, putting your nose in, putting your opinion in is just a lot of times makes the situation so much more complicated than it is. You know, it can be complicated on a, it can be complicated and frustrated on a four 
on a scale from one to ten, or it can. But if you try and like push the situation, it could crank it all the way up to like a nine or a ten very easily. So I prefer to just deal with a four and just say fuck it, it's a four, than have to deal with a nine or a ten. So that's how that that's what works for me. And the last one, which is kind of piggybacks on the first one, it might sound negative, but compromise as much as you can. That's, you know, compromise as much as, like, of course, not on things that make, you know, com- don't compromise on who you are, but be willing to compromise on small things, everyday things, you know, every because Japan is a group, group-oriented society, compromise is a essential, fundamental part of Japanese society, and willingness to compromise is something that you're just going to have to do if you want to advance and get along with here, right? Um, I'm not saying compromise who you are. I'm not, you know, compromise in the West can be seen as a negative thing in a lot of different situations. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, understand that if you want to interact with Japanese people, you're going to fucking have to compromise a lot of shit. And you're going to, some things that you might not like, you're going to have to compromise on, you know, some things you might, you might have the instinct to fight on in your home country. If it's not big, if it's not like a deal breaker, just compromise on it because it'll just make your life a lot easier. It might not sound good, you know, but it's true. Um, if it's like something at work or different other situations, if you do have to complain or, you know, or you need someone to talk to something that, that really bothers you do consult with someone. But I would say you have to choose the person you consult with very carefully. Like if you're talking to the person who's next to you, who has no power and influence over the situation, you're just alienating yourself, right? Because that person will listen to you. They'll tell you you're right, you know, because they're compromising listening to you, but they have no power influence in the situation. So they can't do shit. And so all you're doing is just dumping a lot of negative energy on that person, which they might feel is just like, you know, a burden on them. They might, on the surface, it might seem like they're understanding you and they might even understand you, but they might feel like it's a burden on them. On the other hand, if you can, you've heard me talk about it in the past, like, you know, find the cosign, find the person in charge and privately, you know, pull them to the side and and tell them, you know, earnestly how you feel about the situation. Then those wheels behind the scene can start to work in your favor in sometimes. So that's kind of what I what I would recommend you do. And right now, off the top of my head, those are kind of the points that I would recommend to help you thrive in Japan. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, whatever whatever so but again if you want to have any other points any other issues you know um rod angela any anybody else you know questions for akil uh at gmail.com um japan according to akil at japan according to akil on ig and those are the only things i check right now um but yeah just hit me up let me any anything you know I'm an open fucking book. So, all right, y'all. Great episode. Thank you all for rocking with me. And I'm going to holler at you next time. Peace.